So uh, once again, welcome everybody to this uh, New Moon Meditation. Um, it's a privilege to be here with all of you today as we meet every month at the time of the full new moon to unite our minds, to unite our hearts, and to unite at the level of the soul in the work of planetary restoration and the upliftment of human consciousness. The new moon particularly is an opportunity to anchor spiritual energies from the realms of abstraction, aspiration, and hope into the world of human thinking, human action, and human relationship. And this movement from the realm of abstraction into action is something that is so increasingly so important in our world today and something to which so many people increasingly consecrate their lives to. The lower interlude, as many of us know, at the time of the new moon, is also a time to strengthen the hand of the new group of world servers, which is composed of all of those who work the power of thought to mediate spiritual ideas into human living. This group is really one inner group on the inner planes, meaning that it's united by its common purpose and not by any outer organization. This new moon, which occurred just this past Saturday, occurred also very close to the solstice and to a very powerful eclipse, and also only two weeks after the higher interlude of the spiritual year, which culminated with the full moon of Gemini. It therefore presents an especially heightened opportunity to anchor the energies of synthesis, unification, and restoration that are currently pouring into our planetary life. The symbol of the eclipse summarizes in many ways the goal of our meditation work at the new and full moons. This work mediates between, as we know, two great planetary centers, hierarchy, the planetary heart center, and humanity, the center of divine creative expression. And the perfect alignment of the sun and the moon at the time of the eclipse symbolizes the eventual at-one-ment of these two great planetary centers. And though this complete merging lays far into our planetary future, today there is an increasing interplay and interrelationship. One can visualize them as two overlapping spheres, a sort of Venn diagram with the area of intersection representing the mediating group, the new group of world servers. The eclipse, the eclipse with its central dark sphere surrounded by a ring of fire also symbolizes the portal of initiation. God, we are told, is an all-consuming fire and darkness is pure spirit. And when the love, of the when the love and the inclusiveness of the soul and an individual for existence is, is expressed totally through its vehicle, the personality, then the initiate passes through this portal and is subjected to what we refer to as the transfiguring energies of the highest planetary center on our planet, the spiritual will. So, we, so before we begin, let us engage in just a brief alignment followed by a sounding of the mansion of the will. 
the mantram will appear on your screens. Lincoln thought with the group upon the mental plane, the plane of soul and the plane of meaning. as a group aligned with hierarchy, the planetary heart, and with that highest center upon our planet, Shambhala, where the will of God is known. In the center of the will of God I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Aligning ourselves with the spiritual will affirms the triangular relationship between humanity, hierarchy, and Shambhala that represents the phenomenal expression of our planetary logos. In our immediate cycle, this planetary will seeks to bring about a fusion and closer alignment between humanity and hierarchy. The immediate goal is, as I said, not their complete at-one-ment, but the externalization of the hierarchy among humanity, what's referred to also as the birth of the kingdom of God on earth. And this birth sees those agents of hierarchy, the true sons of God, bodhisattvas, masters of the wisdom, and even Christ himself, once again walking freely and openly among humanity. Esoterically, once a sufficient magnetic rapport 
is established between these two centers. The gates whereby the sons of God can once again walk among the sons of men will be open, as it is occultly um, expressed. This externalization, though, will bring with it the birth of an enlightened civilization, an enlightened human civilization, which is based upon the principles of inclusiveness, goodwill, and right relationship. The rapport between humanity and hierarchy is built, but is built through a cyclic call and response, what we also refer to as invocation and evocation. Humanity, through prayer and meditation, establishes a vertical alignment and invokes aid from the higher centers, hierarchy, and Shambhala. When evoked, this aid appears in the form of an energetic upliftment, one that is mental rather than mystical, and involves the precipitation and appearance of new and enlightened ideas into human thinking. Esoteric philosophy sees all world movements as externalizations of subjective ideas and concepts, and the externalization of hierarchy is no exception. True spiritual ideas, though, originate entirely above the plane of mind, on the buddhic plane, the plane of intuition, or what is also called the plane of pure reason. It is only via the higher aspects of the mind that these ideas in their purest state can be witnessed, interpreted, and formulated into ideals which are recognizable by the majority of humanity. The advanced thinkers who formulate these ideals have established a link between the higher and lower minds and so are able to render this service. The ideals they espouse over time have helped to found the various ideologies which have emerged throughout the last several hundred years. These ideologies now serve as the blueprint and the foundation upon which human thought and civilization are today constructed. This process of stepping down and anchoring from the higher to the lower mind is of course imperfect. And today, even the most enlightened ideologies are tinted by qualities of selfishness, greed, and materialism, which are inimical to the unity and right relationship, which is characteristic of the soul. All doctrine serves the purpose of providing a vehicle for the revelation of some truth. Yet these doctrines, if they become exclusive or are unwilling to evolve, in line with the cyclic revelation of truth, limit and constrain the indwelling life. The task of disciples and aspirants, and of course those of us gathered here today, is to work as much as possible in the realm of meaning which underlies these doctrines and to ensure that the essence of these spiritual ideals remains vibrant and alive within the collective human mind. Ideologies are, in essence, centers of thought upon the concrete levels of the mental plane. They are collections of thought forms, or you could just say collections of beliefs, which provide a structure and system 
whereby some aspect of human civilization is part perceived and therefore constructed. They are often deeply tied into the concept of identity, particularly group identities, such as our national identities, our cultural identities, and our social identities in general. Today, the world of human thought and civilization consists of many overlapping ideologies, some enlightened, um, but often conflicting and embattled. It is often the wrong conditioning and interpretation of these ideologies that causes them to err. And so we could say it's essentially the wrong thinking of humanity that has sort of vitalized these ideologies over the years that, that make them um, ad, 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 adverse to each other. The gradual approach of these two centers, though, the gradual approach of humanity and hierarchy has a purifying effect on the thought life of humanity and in turn also the ideologies which inform this thought life. The purifying effect is both repulsing, which means it clears out those thoughts and beliefs which are unsuitable expressions of the new truth now seeking expression. And it also is attracting, meaning it draws into itself new thoughts which bring with them a renewing effect on these ideologies. This provides a new and solid foundation upon which new systems of thinking, living, and creating can emerge. And of course, humanity is ultimately responsible for its own evolution, meaning it has to do the work of the thinking itself, it has to think for itself, but to the extent that it affirms this vertical link with those higher energies, those energies can condition and augment and aid humanity's work. Evidence of this renewal and restoration can be seen today if one stands as the soul, detached and observant. For the soul on its own plane is free from the mass thinking, which is all too often clouded by fear, by pessimism and by hopelessness. It is also free from the vicissitude and conflict that any transformation of the scale that we are currently experiencing is sure to bring about. Now, attaining the consciousness of the soul allows us to observe reality, the reality which these ideologies clothe and give form to. Soul consciousness enables us also to discern where these man-made but hierarchically inspired ideologies have erred, and through the power of thought, and speech to make them anew. So when hierarchy does appear, this appearance will be heralded by what may seem to many a very new way of thinking, but one which has actually been germinating for centuries. The emergence will see new life pour through these seeds, already planted within the collective consciousness of humanity, and they're blossoming will create a thought environment in which the expression of the kingdom of God can flourish on earth. This blossoming is already beginning today and it's bringing with it thought forms that are more adequate than ever to house the truth and innate meaning which all forms do veil and hide. Through this new lens, 
the embattled ideologies of the past will be seen merely as different perspectives of the same truth. Those doctrines and beliefs which are old and no longer useful will be discarded. The inflow of these spiritual energies, as I said, will see the birth of a new way of thinking founded upon principles and virtues and values rather than on scarcity and competition as they so often are today. And this will have a reorganizing effect on the content of the collective mind of humanity. The lower mind is naturally the plane of separation, of discrimination, of categorization. It divides in order to understand. These attributes, when misdirected, create adversity and conflict. However, when organized under a doctrine of love, inclusion, and right relations, the varied and multitudinous exponents and perspectives of truth become allied towards a common end. This reorientation of thinking, the upliftment of the concrete mind, this renewal of ideologies will bring with it ultimately a synthesizing effect. It will cultivate the fullest expression of the central truths and principles which all world ideologies and really all forms are meant to house. And this new way of thinking will allow for a variety of ways in thinking, doing, and being. The unity and oneness of all life will be just as exalted as its diversity, which will be preserved. Ultimately, it's not the sameness that will result, but a multifaceted oneness a synthesis um, will be born on earth. So now without any further ado, let us um, continue with our meditation, strengthening the hands of the new group of world servers. Group fusion. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them.
alignment. We recognize our place as a group within the heart center of the new group of world servers. Mentally extend a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart center. To the Christ, a heart of love at the center of hierarchy. And towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. Higher interlude. Hold the mind focused for a few moments on the planetary role of the group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity, responding to hierarchical impression, and mediating the plan into existence.
meditation. Reflect on the seed thought through the impression and expression of certain great ideas, humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideals which will govern the new age. This is the major task of the group of world servers.
precipitation. Visualize the precipitation of the will to good, essential love throughout the planet, from Shambhala through the planetary heart, the hierarchy, through the Christ, the group of world servers, through all men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and finally through the hearts and minds of the whole human family. Lower interlude. Consider the many ways in which the power of the one life and the love of the one soul are working out in the world through members of the new group of world servers. So building a thought form of solution to world problems.
distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the irradiation of human consciousness with light, love, and power. From the point of light within the mind of God, let life, light, stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everybody. So for those of you who would like to share their thinking in response to tonight's theme, we invite you to join the meditation at the Full Moon Facebook group, uh, where we can start discussions on either the theme or upon meditation in general, um, spiritual principles in general as well. Um, we welcome all of you to post on there. Um, whatever you wish. So the link is right here on this card. You can also just type meditation at the full moon um, into the Facebook search. It should come up. So our, um, our next meeting will be the uh, Cancer full moon on Friday, 
the 3rd of July at 6.30 p.m. Um, in New York. And that will be held um, likely over Zoom right now. So thank you all so much again. And I wish all of you well. Good evening and good night. <laughs>